This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Any home or business can quickly become infested with mold with the introduction of a water source like a roof or plumbing leak. When your home, your belongings, or your business becomes damaged, it's not just about cleaning up the mess. It's about reclaiming your life. And that's why you need to call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. A licensed, fully insured, affordable, non-invasive solution to solving any water and mold problems. Our team of trained specialists are available with 24-7 emergency service. We will quickly evaluate your problem and give you a plan that will guarantee results. Water causes damage and mold can spread throughout your property in as little as 48 to 72 hours and can produce allergens and irritants that have the potential to cause serious health hazards. So don't waste time. Give us a call now. For any water or mold problems, call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. Call 800-442-7043 today for a free estimate. That's 800-442-7043. 800-442-7043. Spreading freedom across the nation. This is the Buck Sexton Show. Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hut. Great to have you as always. Thank you so much for joining. I uh, hope you got a chance, if you couldn't uh, tune in last night, to the Buck Sexton Show from 6 to 9. Uh, it would be great if you would uh, download the podcast. You can download it on iTunes. Just type in Buck Sexton. Uh, Buck Sexton with America now, if you like, and you can subscribe. Please do. It uh, means a lot. I can see those subscription numbers, and with every subscription I see, it's like another member of the team is joining me for my uh, forays into radio at night. So thank you so much for being with me for that, and if you haven't yet gotten a chance, please do. Uh, A couple of notes, um, a couple of different things that I I wanted to get out first, and then we're going to have uh, conversations with some some guests today for the noon show. I need to come up with a cooler name than the noon show and the night show, but or maybe that's just maybe maybe clarity is key here. Maybe that is the best uh, the best that I can do for right now. And the difference because they're both Buck Saxon shows. They're both radio. They're both on the Blaze Radio. You can listen to the night show from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. on the Blaze Radio stream. But the best I, I love it if you would also just. Do me the solid of subscribing on iTunes. It's free, and you just and then it pops into your pops into your uh, listening feed on iTunes every day. All right. So uh, last night I had James O'Keefe on, and he uh, came on to talk about a, a series of well, it's going to be a a drop of information described as described by him as similar to a WikiLeaks dump from inside the newsrooms of this country. And there's, I had James on and I had, I had been told, and it was because of what he had said on uh, Sean Hannity's radio show, that it was going to be CNN. That was the place that was described as the, uh, the, the, the target here, if you will, of his undercover work. Although in this case, it's just a a leak, really. It's not even project Veritas. uh, As far as I understand it, involved in unearthing uh, the bad behavior of some people inside of a news organization. It was someone inside the news organization who just reached a point where he no longer 
uh, no longer felt like he was, I don't know, able to be silent or she was able to be silent. Who is this male or female? Uh, and because it was CNN where I had worked and, and, and just saw after two years of showing up over there, I was the CNN contributor for two years, uh, showing up over there and, um, seeing the way for me, it was mostly the on camera, the on camera, uh, ambushes and the way that they set up segments. It just all felt very, uh, staged and phony and dishonest. I mean, it was the same as, as I would get at MSNBC, except at CNN, it's supposed to be different. There are supposed to be standards on these shows, journalistic integrity, nonpartisan truth telling that that's the, that's the, uh, Brand, as I understand it, certainly a lot of people who work there on camera uh, think that that's what CNN is all about. And that just wasn't my experience, uh, whether it was having hosts introduce me as a conservative political commentator and then bring in some far left uh, loon who would be introduced as a, a political analyst or a CNN political analyst and say, why is... And you've heard me talk about that a little bit before, but just those... Those are the kinds of day to day happenings over at CNN that after a while you realize, okay, so this is, this is how this is going to be. And I would just ask you, I've had you run through the thought experiment before, of which major anchor at CNN do you think voted for Donald Trump? And then even go beyond that, which major anchor at CNN do you think doesn't despise Donald Trump? Answer those questions uh, for yourself, uh, if you would. And then I would also say to you, which uh, conservative, real conservative, not, you know, Donald Trump, uh, what they thought Donald Trump was part of a circus and so anybody attached to him was like a circus clown and now they're kind of stuck with some of them. But which uh, strong alpha male or alpha female conservative voice do you hear over there in a way that that person is being elevated and, and might get a, a show or is going to become a prominent fixture of the network. I don't know. I mean, maybe we could think of one, but I don't know of one off the top of my head. So that tells you a lot, I would think about. You've got other people. Even Van Jones has a show over there now. Reza Aslan has a special. Uh, I believe Jamel Bowie has a uh, has a special that he does. And you know, there's a lot of people over there that get shows and are elevated by the network and I'm sure are paid very handsomely. And they're not conservatives. So let's just start there. Okay. You know all that. So when O'Keefe came on last night and wanted to talk to me or talk to the audience, didn't really want to talk to me. He wants to hear people. He wants people to hear what he has to say. Although I've always had very pleasant uh, interactions with James uh, about CNN. I, I was enthusiastic insofar as I figured, okay, maybe there'll be some real, uh, some real bombshells. But I have to tell you, I, I watched the video this morning, and I had said to producer Amy last night, I said. Uh, I this is either going to be really interesting or kind of go out with a whimper. And so far, I have to say, I'm, I'm disappointed. Um, this is, the tapes are from 2000. It's the main header on Drudge right now. The main story, the main story on the Drudge Report is this James O'Keefe video. And he does make the offer of $10,000 for anybody who would expose their newsroom. But keep in mind, anybody who has real access to a major newsroom Ten thousand dollars. They're they're if they're ever found out, they would never be able to work in I think media again. Certainly not in the in the mainstream media. So you better make that ten grand go a long way, and you better not get caught. Uh, that's to start with. And I I also as much as I 
enjoy coming out uh, on radio and talking to you about how I've seen this myself. And you know, you'll notice I don't I don't make it uh, personal. I don't forward. I would never post emails from CNN employees to me that show the bias. Or I just think that that's not who that's not who I am. I wouldn't do that. Uh, I wouldn't. Anybody who has a personal interaction with me can trust that I'm I'm being honorable and and respect respecting their privacy in that interaction. So I, I do have a little bit of discomfort with the notion that now we're hoping for private conversations in the workplace to be taped and released. We are now all creating our own surveillance state increasingly with all of our social media use and also now the uh, political fights that are happening where people are... The, the, the best way to win a political argument, it seems, these days... And I'm not. I'm not thinking. By the way, of the this is a completely separate discussion. Let me be clear from what happened with Milo. Um, but the best way to win a political argument these days is to take down the person who represents the other side on a, on a totally unrelated matter. That seems to, the the politics of personal destru- destruction, which is a phrase that I've heard many times. I'm sure it's people who were older than I was in the '90s probably can tell you exactly who coined it or what have you. I don't know off the top of my head. But that's the order of the day. Everyone's trying to find what the Russians would call the compromat, or what is it, compromatsia? I don't know. We've got to get Schindler on here to tell me how to pronounce it correctly uh, with all the Russia stuff. But the compromising information on your political opponents, this, this creates, I don't know the left already does it, and there's, ar- there's this argument right off the bat, and I'm really just sort of musing with you here. This is me in a, in a stream of consciousness freestyle on a, what are we on? A, is today Thursday or Wednesday? Today's Wednesday, isn't it? Oh my God. Oh no, it's Thursday. Wow. Didn't know what day it was. Thank you, Shamont. Uh, it is Thursday. Good job, Buck, on the knowing what day it is almost. So, it's been, I'm doing a lot of radio these days. It's all blending together in my head. And uh, five hours a day feels like 15 hours a day. So, although I love it, I'm just saying it's long. Uh, where was I in all this? Oh yeah, the, the left already plays this game and so I can understand why people on the right would want to do the same thing. But I, I'm just hitting some cautionary notes here. I, I had uh, David French on, on the night show earlier in the week to talk about how it would be nice if employers would, for example, stop feeling the need to fire people because of their private, their, their, I shouldn't say privately expressed, but their political views expressed on private time. You know, within within limits, right? I mean, if somebody says, you know, overthrow the government and attack government employees with, with machetes, I mean, yeah, you, you fire that person, right? But if somebody says, you know, I don't really agree with the transgender bathroom policies of the Obama administration, even if you're an employer who really doesn't like that, or doesn't reflect your values, that's a legitimate political debate. Maybe we could stop firing people over that. Um, you know, that, that, would be, that would be nice. And, you know, yeah, I also saw uh, earlier today on, on Twitter... Uh, Dr. Gorka, whom I've uh, always found to be a, a gentleman and is kind enough to call into this show and the night show sometimes. You know, some journalist uh, had, an, had an exchange with him on the phone over, look, these people are going after individuals in the Trump administration left and right, and they were able to take down Flynn, and now they want to take down, and people say, oh, well, Trump fired Flynn. It wasn't, yeah, but the, the pressure around that whole situation was entirely a construct of the media. I mean, Flynn doesn't have Flynn doesn't feel the need to say anything untruthful to Pence if there wasn't the concern that it would inflame the Flynn is in the pocket of Russia narrative that the media constructed. We all get that. So that's let's just put that out there and be clear about that. 
You know, Dr. Gorka, and I wouldn't even talk about it if it wasn't already being, it's Jake Tapper has tweeted it out from CNN. You know, they're, they're now making this a, a news item. Dr. Gorka's having a phone uh, a phone call exchange with some Newsweek, uh, I, I don't know, I, I don't know who he is actually. He's a, a, some, supposedly a, a counterterrorism, cyber counterterrorism expert, I believe, he deals with social media terrorism. And there's a lot of resentment out there right now for, th- there are people and this is an important thing, and I, I know all about this. Oh, by the way, side note, the, the latest person to leave the government and say that he quit the intelligence community uh, because of Trump. I haven't even read his editorial yet. I have to. We, we, know, each, we know each other quite, quite well, which I think is funny. Um, anyway, a lot of people that I know from the uh, intel community side are, uh, well, a lot of people that I know who have left and are open about it it seems to me recently are now stepping out into the public eye. Uh, where was I? Oh, yes. Um, so Gorka has a phone call with this individual, and the guy records the phone call. I, I'm assuming that he must he must have told them it was being recorded, because otherwise you would be falling afoul, most likely, of interstate wiretapping statutes. I, I, I Not to be the guy who's like waving the, the legal book around on this, but I'm assuming he must have said, I'm, I'm going to record this. And Gorka said, fine, because otherwise he might be. He might be. Depends on the states that they're in. And I have to look at the books. He might be committing a crime. But this guy is uh, attacking Dr. Gorka's credentials and essentially calling him a fraud publicly. And Gorka's on the phone with him. And Gorka offers to have coffee with him and talk to him about it. And the guy's just uh, trying to goad him and then push this stuff uh, takes this conversation and, and publishes it such that it appears, I'm not looking for it, it appeared in my. Twitter feed, and I can just understand why why people increasingly don't don't even want to do this and step out and work for the conservative cause because they're just going to get annihilated. And one thing that the right is very bad at, and it's something that I I kind of want to sit down in a room of all these people that write big checks to the th- the the think tanks in DC that do some very good work but also do a lot of anonymous who cares work and employ a lot of people that don't do all that much and say to them you know you'll notice how Podesta runs the runs a failed Hillary Clinton campaign and his emails are hacked and may- maybe even maybe even in a sense uh causes Hillary Clinton to at least according to some democrats this is what they say I don't believe this but to lose the election uh, and he's now a Washington Post columnist. I'm sure he's on the board. He's going to be on the board of a couple of companies. He'll get consulting gigs. And they take care of their people. And what you see on the right is we all sit around and talk about how we want heroes to stand up for us in the Constitution. And then somebody somebody gets usually reputation. Their reputation is destroyed. In the case of Dr. Gorka, I'm not saying his reputation is destroyed, but this is what the effort is, obviously, to undermine his credentials and then make him mad. And then the same thing. There was a reporter that had Dan Bongino on the phone and released that uh, released that audio trying to make Dan, who's a a great guy and a really nice guy, uh, look bad. But this is what they do. And I, I, I think it's annoying for it's annoying for many of us to watch this and say, you know, who has the left always has the left's back. The left takes care of its own. And they know that if they get caught up in something, uh, you know, that looks bad or they, they fail, as long as they were part of the mission, they'll, they'll be employed, they'll get jobs in media, consulting, speaking, they'll get a nice book deal, they'll, you know, somebody will put the, park them in communications at some company somewhere, 
they'll always be taken care of. On the right, it's, you know, put yourself and your family at risk of public humiliation. And, you know, because we're conservatives and don't believe that anybody should have a, you know, a job for life or whatever, if something goes wrong, you're on your own. I mean, that, that it's much more common on our side. Uh, you know, no one's going to rush to offer General Flynn, I would think, a book deal from at least a big publisher. Uh, no one's going to be paying him $150,000 a speech. Um, and I know I, I got diverted from the surveillance state conversation about O'Keefe. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm hoping O'Keefe has better stuff that we're going to find out because I listened, I listened to it this morning. And the stuff's from 2009, and it is not going to have any any impact right now on the conversation, but he said there's a lot of stuff out there and he's hoping to crowdsource it and use the public's help to find worthwhile stuff in there. But so far, uh, I'm like, you got somebody who's taping private conversations in the workplace and this is all they've come up with? It's actually, it actually doesn't make CNN look, look, look bad at all, really. From what I've heard, I haven't heard all of it. I, there's hundreds of hours. I'm just saying, I, I saw the seven-minute clip that's released and I was thinking... We can do better. I mean, I could tell you guys anecdotes about CNN that have more uh, that have more punch than what we've seen from 2009 in these tapes. So, look, I, I appreciate O'Keefe's mission. I hope he's successful in exposing the media. Um, but so far, I'm like, ah, this is not really not really what I was hoping it would be. Um, and uh, all right, I I'm, I've gone long here as I tend to do, and I'm just going stream of consciousness. Uh, phones are open 888-900-3393 if you want to call in we'll be right back team Buck Sexton The Blaze Radio Network Any home or business can quickly become infested with mold with the introduction of a water source like a roof or plumbing leak. When your home, your belongings, or your business becomes damaged, it's not just about cleaning up the mess. It's about reclaiming your life. And that's why you need to call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline, a licensed, fully insured, affordable, non-invasive solution to solving any water and mold problems. Our team of trained specialists are available with 24-7 emergency service. We will quickly evaluate your problem and give you a plan that will guarantee results. Water causes damage and mold can spread throughout your property in as little as 48 to 72 hours and can produce allergens and irritants that have the potential to cause serious health hazards. So don't waste time. Give us a call now. For any water or mold problems, call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. Call 800-442-7043 today for a free estimate. That's 800-442-7043. 800-442-7043. This is the Buck Sexton Show. Sponsor this hour team is Silencer Shop. There is no better place to go for a silencer for your firearm than silencershop.com. They've got a fantastic selection, all the latest brands, wide selection of them, and you're going to want to check out their entire site. All of the questions you may have will be answered. They've got great testimonials. They know this business inside and out. And there's some paperwork you got to go through to get approved for a silencer. They know exactly how to do it. They make the, the buying, uh, or the, the paperwork process and the buying as simple as it can possibly be. And I'm telling you, a silencer is a must-have accessory for your firearm. It makes the whole experience more enjoyable. I've been out there in the range. It's awesome. It, you don't have to worry about ear pro. You go out there, you shoot, and, and it makes the whole thing more fun. And I hate when my, my ears, after shooting a lot, 
I feel like they've been through hell because even with the ear pro in there, it's just unless you get the double ear pro and then you're like, gosh, I got earplugs. I got muff. I got the uh, ear muffs on top of them. Uh, anyway, you should uh, you should check it out. Silencershop.com is a place to go. Silencershop.com. Uh, help make the world a quieter place. So I was talking to you. What we were talking about O'Keefe a little bit and the uh, video that he's put up. $10,000 offer bounty for evidence of media malfeasance. I, you know, I think that the part of the problem here is that, no, it's a mindset. It's not going to get exposed. And look, I might be totally wrong, and I'm the first. I'm the first one who'll come on air and say, O'Keefe nailed this thing. I'm, I'm the worst. You know, I'm. I, you know, I should go and wear a horsehair shirt and walk around, and be all self-flagellating. Um, we all know what that is, right? So anyway. Uh, I don't think you're going to find any gotcha moment with uh, with the media on this stuff because it's just the way they think. It's not necessarily going to be something that they say. And any one individual, you know, we, we don't want to be living in a, in a totalitarian state where any one individual who says, well, I hate Donald Trump, who works for a news organization, is somehow representative of that news organization, even though we know that that's what they all think. <laughs> so this is, this, is the, this is the conundrum. It's quite complicated. Uh, once you begin to look at it that way, you understand it's very hard to find evidence of a top-down bias. And the people who are at the top, who run these organizations, are usually pretty savvy about who they'll say what to, and they know. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, anyway, and I just, I'm, I'm annoyed. I, I The whole thing with Dr. Gorka, I almost, this part, I, I just want to stick up for Dr. Gorka because I really like him, but I also feel like maybe I shouldn't talk about this phone conversation. It's been posted by Newsweek.com, though, so, but there's just so many, so many jealous punks out there all over the place. All right, team, we've got more. I'll be right back. The Buck Sexton Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Dispensing the truth. This is Buck Sexton. On the Blaze Radio Network. All right, everybody. We are joined by Matt Walsh. He is the author of the Matt Walsh blog. He is a Blaze writer. You can read his latest on theblaze.com. Also, download the Matt Walsh podcast. Mr. Walsh, thanks for making the time today. Hey, great to be here. Uh, So, the administration has rescinded the Obama administration's bathroom a uh, transgender bathroom policy and you know I, i'm even i'm getting people that i know even that are saying how can anyone be so so cruel why is everyone so mean this yet again we have to return to this issue of so now we have to allow 12 year old boys to use the locker room in the bathroom of 12 year old girls or else we're mean this this is what this country has come to matt yeah not only that but this uh, order, the original one from the way that the media is talking about it, you would think that this is some uh, that Trump is overturning some rule that's been in place for you know decades, and it's uh, so it's, it's just it's really dramatic move on his part. This is a um, order that Obama passed, I think, in 2015. So, and that had already been had already been uh, had already been blocked by the courts. So he's not even really effectively, it's, it, I don't think it even is going to change very many people's lives uh, on the ground in the school systems. And then aside from that, yeah, of course, what what, uh, what what he's doing is simply saying, 
you know, we're, we're, first of all, we're getting the federal government out of it. And we're going, so it's not even as though he, the federal government is now saying you have to make bullies pee with other boys. What they're saying is that schools can have that rule if they want, which, of course, is the correct rule. So the whole, the whole the entire thing is, is ridiculous. The reaction to it, of course, is ridiculous. I just, uh, I just also have to point out, uh, and I know you're familiar with this, but for everybody who's listening, it's not. Ju- it, it never stops. So even if, let's say that the Trump administration caved, and the entirety of the of the right, the the terrifying right wing in this country, whatever that means to whomever thinks this is a big deal, that the bathroom policy, that as you point out, Obama was was seemingly willing to let transgender kids be ruthlessly bullied and their lives destroyed. Until like the the second part of his presidency, then all of a sudden it was too much, and every president before him just didn't care about transgender kids at all. Clearly, so that that's what we're supposed to believe that this is a huge. I, I guess I think it's a civil rights victory, but it doesn't stop even if the bathroom policy at the federal level was uh, it was stayed in place. The Obama administration's policy, we're already seeing this stuff across the country in schools now, where you've got you know a boy who says he's transitioning gets to play on the women's sports team. We've got an MMA fighter who's a male transitioning to female who wants to fight women. He's anatomically male. You have a, a female who wants to who's just won in Texas, I believe, a, a local or state wrestling championship in high school. Well, she's taking testosterone, so now she's biochemically different from other females. It is a performance enhancing drug, just like human growth hormone would be. So it never stops just at using the bathrooms. It's actually the erasing of gender as a thing. That that's what I think is so interesting here. Yeah, once you once you get rid of it's it's like the left with with everything else with all of their uh, with their entire agenda with their entire social agenda it's a, it's about get, erasing lines and, and lines that make sense lines that are that stem from you know science and biology and these fundamental you know inherent kind of fundamental sense of morality and they they get rid of these lines and then they redraw it you know a little bit a little bit further down the road. But then, well, why do we draw, redraw it there? So you erase that line, you keep redrawing, 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 and then eventually there are no lines at all. So yeah, it's it's with with the transgender issue. Either we, you know, you're a boy because you have the Y chromosome and the penis, or or there's there are no rules at all, and anyone can just be whatever they want. And yeah, if a, if a boy wants to to uh, if you have a you know a 180 pound. Uh, 17-year-old boy that wants to wrestle girls, how could you possibly prevent that? Just like, as you mentioned, the MMA fighter, I forget his name, uh, that, you know, gets in the ring and just beats the ever-living hell out of women, um, and liberals feel like they can't they, they can't protest, and they can. They Fallon, Fallon Fox is the guy's name, Matt, and, and I was reading it because I was looking up uh, looking up this uh, story yesterday, just across the board on transgenders, and, and just as, as a side note, all the things that I would have been saying even three or four years ago about, well, if this happens, then this will happen. And people on the left, whether on you know social media or people who debate on TV or wherever, would say, oh, that's that's a straw man. That's not real. Those things are all happening now. Right. So the guy who says he's transitioning to female who wants to be in a female prison, I think it was in Australia or maybe it was in the UK. That's already happening. Now he's now you've got a guy in a female prison uh, that that men could compete or that young men, teenagers, uh, teenage boys, whatever, uh, adolescents can compete on women's sports teams. Four or five years ago, that was, oh, we're. 
you're just being a right wing crazy. Now that's already happening. So this this is the the inevitability of the progressives descent into even crazier positions is a real thing. And I just want to ask, I mean, you you have I know a a couple of kids. Um, I, I don't have any kids, but you have kids. And as a parent. I feel like I would look at all these people who say that I'm being mean because I don't want my either boy or girl changing and sharing bathrooms with, you know, equivalent age people of the opposite sex. Uh, I think that the parents, the parents wanting to protect the kids from that situation should trump the I just want to be open minded and love everybody with a progressive hug. But that doesn't seem to be working right now. Yeah, and the leftists don't care much about about what parents think about anything, especially especially when you weigh you know, parents against the government, against the schools. Leftists are always going to come down on the side of the government and schools because they don't trust parents, and they don't and they don't care about families or trust families. Uh, but yeah, that's one of the astounding things that we've seen happen with the transgender agenda, particularly when it comes to the issue of the bathrooms and schools and everything. How the um, safety of women and girls has just gone. They just don't care. It's it's the 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 uh, hostility they have even to that argument when you, when you have actual girls saying. Listen, I don't want a man with me in the, in, in the bathroom in the locker room. It makes me feel uncomfortable. And all of a sudden you have uh, liberals who, who utterly reject that and say, well, too bad, deal with it. You know, that's your problem. You have to deal with it. When in any other circumstance or situation, even in an absurd situation, if a woman says, this makes me uncomfortable, we all have to bend over backwards to accommodate it. You know, if a woman says it makes her uncomfortable because she felt uh, sexually harassed because she was complimented by a man the way she didn't like in that case, leftists will say, well, yeah, you know, arrest the man. He's a sexual harasser, maybe a rapist. But if a woman says, I don't want him in the bathroom with me, now there, that's where they draw the line and say, you know, hey, hey, buck up, princess, and, and, uh, and, and you know, stop exaggerating. So it's just, it's complete, it's complete insanity. Right. Now, now if, if you don't want your, your 14-year-old daughter in the, in the bathroom with a 14-year-old male who thinks he's trans as a female, you're being a snowflake. This is what I'm seeing now. Oh, oh, okay. So that's, that's as you point out, that's where the line is drawn. What do you say to people, Matt? I'm, I'm just curious as to what your response would be because uh, this is, I, I see the debates happening and, you know, I, I applaud you for being willing to roll up the sleeves and, and battle trolls uh, with, with good cheer. I just, I just sometimes want to throw my, you know, my my laptop or my phone out the window and like never go near any of these debates ever again because people are so stupid. But you're good about actually about actually setting people straight online when people say things like, "Well, it used to be that you know uh, homosexuality was a uh, it was considered by psychiatrists a mental disorder and they they were trying to, to cure it and now now people are in agreement that this is the way people are born and this isn't some choice that they just make." Isn't transgenderism just like that? What do you say to that? Well, what I say to that is what you, what exactly is the scientific discovery that occurred in the last few years that has changed this? Now, we know, yeah, we know that in the 1970s, um, homosexuality was removed from the uh, Diagnostic Statistical Manual Mental Disorders, but even that was largely a political move. It, the, the psychiatrist, the American Psychiatric Association was was a was a pressure politically, and so they caved to it. But in, in this case, it's even more blatant that we've seen the polit- we've seen political and ideological pressure put on the psychiatric community to stop referring to these people as mentally disordered. So we know about that. But what no one can point to me is what is that what breakthrough occurred that proved or even possibly indicated that someone with a with a functioning re- male reproductive system and a Y chromosome could actually be a woman. Therefore, if he claims to be one, he's not mentally disordered. 
what, what is it? What happened? And, and they can't point to it. There, there hasn't been some big breakthrough discovery. This is just I also, politics changed. And so, unfortunately, in this case, the medical and scientific community changed with it. I, I don't mind if people feel bad because uh, I, I'm explaining to them why their ideas are wrong and their ideas, ideas are stupid. But I, I try to avoid, well, I don't, I'm not always successful. I'm the first to admit that. I try to avoid being, being mean. And, and one thing that I really don't like is that now if I'm not willing to say, and, and I don't, you know, if somebody wants to wear a wig or dress up as a woman and walk down the street when they're actually anatomically, and I guess that's actually unnecessary to say, they're just actually male. Uh, but if they want to dress, if they want me to, if the guy's name was Bob his whole life and now he wants me to call him Susan and that's how he, it, okay, you can change your name. You know, people can make their own choices and we live in a free country and, you know, I, I don't have any beef with any of that. I mean, it's not my choice, but that's, you know, live and let live. But when they want me to say he when it's a she or she when it's a he, that feel that that is too much for me. And it's not because I want to be mean. I don't I don't encourage the bullying of these people. I don't want anyone to be rude to transgender people. But this is a, a sticking point for me, Matt, because now if you won't use the pronoun that is preferred, you're being cruel. This is the new narrative. And I'm just like, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I, I can't call a he a she. Yeah, because these words, these words have meaning. You know, pronouns have a certain meaning, and we and, and to call a, a, a he or she is to participate in a lie. It's to lie for their sake, and that's when the other thing that they do that I just got this from someone online. And you hear it all the time. Is you know they come with their agenda and they say, okay, men can be women now, and we simply resist. And then they say, well, why do you care so much? You know, why is it in your business? What, what what do you care for? Why do you care so much? Stop caring. Well, we're, we didn't care. I mean, we were fine. We, we were just living our <laughs> lives, and men were men, and women were women, and everything was fine. They're the ones who came along and tried to and decided to make this transgender thing, transgenderism, you know, 0.01% of the population or whatever. They decided to make it into a national issue. We didn't. We were fine. You know, no, there, there weren't any conservatives launching any campaigns against transgenderism 10 years ago, even though, yeah, it did exist, because liberals hadn't, hadn't insisted that the entire nation must accept it. They're the ones who made it into an issue and insisted that we care. So they insist that we care and then and then yell at us for caring. I mean, which is it? I only care because you yeah. because now I have to care about this because you've decided to launch a war on reality and now I have to care. That's why I care. I agree that war war a war on reality. I have to say I totally, I totally agree that that's I just can't. I just and and I think Matt, we're actually heading to a place now where. Just wait until the first lawsuits in the in the workplace come up when someone says, you know, oh, do, do you know, uh, is, is he coming in later today? And it's, oh, no, oh, no, Buck, it's it's a she. Uh, you know, uh, and now am I going to be liable? Am I going to get sued? Because, you know, I, I think the I'm answer, sure. by the way, is yes. Probably, yeah, I think probably are, you, you you probably would be. And the Supreme, by the way, Supreme Court's going to take this issue up about the bathroom thing. And who knows how that's going to go. I mean, if the Supreme Court announces that there's some sort of constitutional right that a man has to be treated as a woman, uh, I, I mean, you know, forget about it. I don't, I don't know what happens in America. At, <laughs> at that, that point, point, I don't, I don't, yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know what the objective happens. truth is. What, what is the objective truth they're operating under? And Matt, what, is, do you have a column up today, or when's your next one coming out? Uh, probably not till uh, I'm working on something right now, but it might not be up till next week. But uh, I'll keep everyone posted. You got anything up on? Uh, are you going to have anything up on the transgender stuff, or going to be something else? Um, yeah, I've been writing a little bit about the, about the transgender. In fact, uh, someone someone just sent me uh, from Purdue University a uh, something that they saw. That's Purdue University has a, a safe space that they that they've uh, that they put together today for uh, people, you know, grown adults at the campus that are 
um, that are upset and distraught over the fact that boys can't be with girls now. And so I put that up on Facebook. I thought it was kind of interesting. <laughs> okay, nice. I'll, I'll see you in the safe space, uh, Matt, later. Thanks for telling me about that. And uh, everybody check out Matt Walsh's uh, blog. I'll go read his latest on The Blaze. And if you haven't, uh, definitely check out his podcast, The Matt Walsh Podcast. Matt, thanks so much today, buddy. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks a lot, bud. Uh, team, we're going to hit a break. We'll be right back. This is The Buck Sexton Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Sexton Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, Kellyanne Conway is out there speaking for the administration, and, and she said that the rescinding the transgender bathroom policy from the Obama administration is just about states' rights. Play the clip, please. This is all about states' rights. The president believes in federalism, and he thinks the states, each state has the right to decide what is best with respect to this particular issue. And if you look at the publicly released statement by Attorney General Jeff Sessions, he's made clear that we need a more judicial analysis on this particular issue. But this is very consistent with a president who has promised to bring power back to the states. Uh, that which is not reserved to the federal government belongs to the states. You know, the, uh, the, uh, the way this is being reported on, and it was, I saw the New York Times main piece last night, the way it's reported on, it's as though they're, they're pulling back long established, and this is also reiterating Matt's point from earlier on the show, uh, they're pulling back long cherished protections of the transgender community that are you know, enshrined in our constitution. It's like, uh, this is just saying that schools get to decide what they're going to do about transgender students and... This doesn't. This notion, by the way, that there should be bullying or anything else is. Uh, I just think it's it's a it's a distraction. I mean, no one is pro. No, no sane, normal human being is is pro bullying of anybody. Uh, and this just means that schools maybe they make an accommodation where there's a bathroom that's specific to students who have this need. Um, you know, that's that's an option. Uh, some schools are going to say you got to use the bathroom that is anatomically yours, but we'll, there'll be a stall. So you have the privacy to change. I mean, that's, you know, otherwise what you have is the federal government, you know, telling, you know, school district in, in Kentucky and Florida and everywhere, uh, you know, Texas, Alabama, New Jersey, that, when someone's a male, we all have to say that she's a female and vice versa. And that's just, that's just not right. It is the opposite of right. It is wrong. All right, we got more coming. Stay with me. The Buck Sexton Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.